Hi, this is Tony Lloyd. Interviewing people for many years has made me realise that everyone has a life story to tell. Be they sad, amazing or even inspirational, I want to bring as many human stories to you as I can in this series of podcasts. Human Stories with Tony Lloyd. Neil Jurd, leadership guru I'm going to call you. Welcome to Human Stories. Hi Tony, thank you. Uh, now, um, you've got uh, a history of uh, of leadership in the Army and lots of other organisations as well, which we'll come on to. You've got a book out as well, which we'll talk about in a minute. Uh, but I want to talk about you uh, first off and uh, a bit of, of your history. How did it all happen? How did you become a leader? Um, what happened when you were at school or in youth organisations and what have you? How did it all start for you? Um, army cadets, I think, Tony. I, yeah. I was an army cadet from the age of 12. I was, I was um, for some reason, I always wanted to join the army. My dad was a journalist. He'd done national service. He hated the army with a, with a passion. <laughs> and um, uh, for whatever reason, I was, I was just desperate. Des- well, I was really interested in it. So I, I joined the army cadet force. Oh. And um, it's a very, very developmental organisation. It, it developed my leadership. You go on leadership courses from kind of age, well, I think probably age 14 was the first one I did. Um, and that sowed the seeds of me going to Sandhurst. Um, right. And because of the mentoring and uh, just the care that people took of me in the Army Cadet Force, I kind of, my aspirations were pushed a bit higher. So so I went for a, a commission. I, I did a scholarship um, entry to, to Sandhurst. And then, uh, I mean, to cut a long story short, and you might go back into it, but I had a, a, a great military career, which involved a tour teaching at Sandhurst, so teaching leadership. Um, and I also led uh, Gurkha Squadron in Iraq, um, I just had a lot of leadership experience, adventurous mm. training as well. I was very into so mm. so the army developed developed my own interest in leadership and leading. Do you think you would have joined the army if you hadn't been an army cadet? Mm, yes, I do actually. Right, I, I would have just been frustrated for the seven years that I'd have, have to wait before I could I could try. But yes, I, I I do. I think the the army cadet force does um, open the possibility of a military career up to, to thousands of, of people, but I, I wasn't one. I, w- I wanted I wanted to join the army. You wanted it to join the army anyway. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Okay, and, and presumably the uh, being in the army cadets helped you in your army career. I think I think so. I mean, it, it certainly developed me as a person. Um, it's very. I mean, the, the things that you learn in the army cadet force, maybe confidence was was mm. was one of those but you know the other thing i did which i think was really um important for me in my army career was was one of my um a levels was in drama and just being comfortable speaking to large groups of people that kind of being able to communicate effectively which you get from from drama uh, it was theater studies actually and and um i, I think that was probably the other influence that proved to be really useful later on it's nothing like standing on the stage is there in front of people to to boost your confidence yeah or to frighten the hell out of you (laughs) yeah just to scare you and then when it goes okay anyway that that kind of practicing it again and again so 
so that was that was kind of the background and um my army career i loved and then i left the army and um i went to british sugar and i was logistics director at british sugar but i was uh i was logistics director for uh, and i don't know how much you you know about this tony but for about um two months and then my wife was killed in a car crash and my children were very young they were two and four at the time i didn't know that i'm so sorry uh, but this is this is what i mean it this is what's put me where i am today actually it was a mm. uh, i couldn't carry on in the job i was in because i had the girls to look after yeah. um it was it was obviously just devastating and um it was on my 40th birthday as well i mean it was it was a real it was probably the low point though it was the low point of my life yeah um but as i recovered from that i started doing a little bit of leadership speaking a little bit of coaching and w- where i am now has grown out of that that really o- over the last 11 years yeah absolutely wow what an experience um talking about um people who are leaders now then who sort of uh, the people that you you're teaching the people you are um getting in front of do you think that uh, anybody can be a leader are people born a leader I, I think pretty much anybody can be a leader um leadership is simple it's much simpler than uh, if if you i mean there's there must be thousands of books about it um if you go on facebook you'll see all these kind of vacuous memes about what leadership actually is but mm. um leadership's really simple and and it's about knowing where you're going and connecting with people and also being yourself um and i think that anybody can do those things so yes any anybody can be a leader anybody can improve their leadership um some people possibly have a bit of an advantage um that they're they're particularly good at connecting with people but any of us can do it any of us can take the time to go and speak to others it's, it's the relationships great relationships make everything else easier why is it important to be yourself because if you're trying to be something else that's fine until you come under pressure and then you have this kind of this uh complex thinking where you're, you you have to understand the situation and then think what what would the version of me i'm pretending to do do yeah it's much easier to be yourself and yeah. and of course if it's all about connection connecting with people people see through um like an art an artificial um presentation if, if i'm if I'm putting on a bit of an image, you're, you're not going to want to chat to me for long. You're, you're going to see through that and find me not very interesting. Yeah, that's that's very true in my career as well. You know, the the, the, the smashy and nicey type of image of uh, DJs yeah. on the radio is is uh, a killer, really. It's funny to look at, but uh, you, you have to be yourself and then people identify with you and they love you for what you are rather than what you're trying to be. Yeah, so that's, that's very true. Um uh, what do you think the importance of leadership is in the community, for example, and in business? It gets things done. So, so there's this difference between leadership and management. And management is about stuff, kind of managing um, what's going on. You manage money, you manage 
vehicles, you, you manage resources. Leadership is about going somewhere. So, so probably the, the highest priority of a leader is to be clear what you're trying to achieve. Um, and that's, that sets direction. So, so you need leadership to, to go somewhere, to, to adapt. With, without leadership, I think organizations languish. Um, and that other part of it, the connecting, leaders pull people together. So when you mention in the community, um, often people will be frustrated by stuff. They'll, they'll, they'll know something's wrong, but it's not until a leader comes along and says, we can do this, we can challenge this, we can change this, um, that a whole load of disparate frustration could be turned into positive action. Yeah, yeah, understand. Um, how about people who, um, like politicians, who find themselves, you know, <laughs> the head of the country, uh, if you're the prime minister, for example, um, yeah. uh, who may not have a, a clue about uh, how to lead people or how to lead a country, even they just find themselves in that position. I mean, uh, how about those people? What's uh, what's the story behind them? Well, I I, I see that as I, I I've written a few times about this, and I I call it false leadership. So so it's easy to give the impression that you're uh, that that you're leading, but often when you look closely these people and I, I i've got no idea who you've got in mind but the, <laughs> these sorts of people um will be where they are because of um deception spin uh manipulation all this stuff that goes on behind the scenes mm. um they're not often it's not really clear what they actually stand for um so it's easy to and and I, I, I'm probably being very careful not to say any names, but yeah. um, for me, leadership is about honesty, integrity, being straightforward, um, caring for people, being inclusive, properly inclusive of everybody. If, if you're responsible for them, if you lead them, you care for them. It's your duty to care for them. You can't you can't just cut out elements of society and say, well, they're not for us. They don't they don't vote for us. Um, so for me, there's a, there's a whole level of responsibility for, in being in charge, which transcends politics, but we don't see it. Mm. What, what we see is politics. You know, when you read the press, and I, and I have to say I'm, I'm often quite horrified by how partisan the, the British press are, particularly the, the, the print press. You know, the agenda mm. is just so obvious in there. Mm. Um, and it's that that tricks us into supporting or um, or hating, and uh, and it's a nonsense. It's a nonsense. So no, for me, leadership's about caring for people and, and behaving with absolute honesty. And I've I've found the um, you know the trickery behind all these Downing Street parties just just abysmal. Actually, is it? They're so totally against what what um, what good leadership is. You know, good. If you make the rules, if you make the rules, good leadership is you have to follow those rules. There's just there's just no question. And and the fact that people have been pontificating on that and trying to justify it. I mean, one of the low points for me was was watching conservative MPs who just who knew it was wrong, but they've been 
forced to defend the 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 party gate position or um that that awful drive north with covid that again clearly you know all these things that break the rules when you when you break the rules you undermine your your moral right to to lead and also you lose credibility absolutely totally and you can see that that's you can see that that's happened yeah have you thought about getting into politics yourself um n- <laughs> no I, I mean yeah i have the pause was because uh, i i i have it's a big um, question but um and it's that awful thing polit- you know politicians saying well you know if that's what the people want but but no it it isn't what i what i want to do i'd rather influence in a you know hopefully a bigger way and mm. have an impact on the people who are in politics mm. which you can see i i probably haven't had that impact yet <laughs> <laughs> do you think that um while we're talking about politics um politicians do you think um they're politicians because they generally want to serve their community or is it because they want the power and the glory maybe a bit of both yeah. um I, I i i think you can tell the difference as well i mean where where i live we have um a lovely mp T- tim farron is our local mp and um i'm convinced he's in it for the right reasons because he works extremely hard and is very engaged in looking after his constituents but yeah. uh you certainly will see some who are who, who would appear to be in it for power and they, and politics in the very worst sense of politics you know kind of manipulation and maneuvering um so i i, I and you can be, you can see who they are they're the ones who are chasing positions they're the ones who are undermining others they're the ones who are planting the stories to uh uh to the you know the leaks it's, it's mm. you, you know you know who those ones are but no i think there are good politicians out there but mm. the other ones give them a bad name yeah. i mean that yeah yeah absolutely okay so what um just talking generally then away from politics uh people who uh, are listening to this and thinking oh i wonder if i could be a leader uh, in my work or my organisation, what have you, you know, what's involved? How can I, uh, how can I achieve that? What tips would you give uh, a person listening to this who, who's thinking along those lines right now? Study leadership, and and by study, I don't mean by loads and loads of books on it, but just just put a bit of time in to understand leadership. And mm. um, inevitably, I, I would plug my own book at this point because I've written a. a a book which summarizes leadership in in very straightforward terms um but that or 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 any other small book that gives you leadership in in simple terms you you, you've got to study it a little so you know what it's about um then work out what you want to achieve like why what is it you want to lead because it's leadership's more than management there has to be an objective there has to be something i i call it in my work i talk about clear and compelling purpose um and this will apply in anything if you're setting up a little charity if you're setting up a some sort of community organization a a scout group you have to be clear um clear and compelling in what you're trying to achieve so so you should be able to say in a line or two what it is you want to achieve and it should be uplifting and exciting and engaging so people want to be part of it mm. so, so know where you're going and then pick your team 
pick your team, get get people who want to come with you on that journey. Um, that's everything, actually. Uh, the, mm-hmm. the best leaders, and this often surprises people when I say this, but the best leaders don't necessarily work that hard. Um, leaders who work really hard often cause a rather um, uncomfortable atmosphere around them. You know, actually, the leader who's a bit relaxed and who's got time for everybody is is the leader most of us would rather work for. Yeah, and presumably they can uh, delegate uh, to uh, their team and so on as well, so that they don't have to work so hard. Yeah, and I would even go beyond delegate, Tony. In that, if you if you're really if that purpose is clear and compelling and everybody understands it, and you've got the culture right, so um, people feel empowered, they feel a sense of belonging, it isn't so much that you delegate, it's it's that you allow. Um, Some of the most skillful leaders are just good at getting out of the way. The stuff happens when when you don't create the bottleneck, when you're not trying to control everything. Um, Delegation requires you to think of every task and allocate every task. Mm. The best possible leadership is about exciting people to the objective and kind of letting people pile on, you know, like think I could do this. Why don't we try that? And it's, um, there's a state, a, a phrase I get from within military planning, which I've always loved, which is freedom within boundaries. People, people know the limits, financial or time but within those limits you you just let them create yeah yeah i'm with you um so it's not you know for a person who wants to become a leader it's not necessary for them to to join the army like you did necessarily or or the army cadets or the scouts or the sea cadets not at all so some of the most effective leaders i know um are what teachers I, i i i've worked with some outstanding senior teachers um uh the head of a university team actually the the head of um student recruitment at uh, uh well sheffield university um no absolutely n- not at all but you you've just got to have an idea a sense of where you're going and you've got to care for people to truly lead you can manipulate people without caring but that's that's that false leadership I was talking about. Mm. You, you have to care for people. You don't have to be an extrovert. You can care for people quietly. Um, you don't have to make a show of it, but you, but you have you have to connect with people. Neil, that is fantastic advice. Very interesting and, um, and motivating as well. Thank you so much for talking to me on Human Stories. And your book is available on Amazon, I guess. Uh, the Leadership Book by Neil Jurd is what people need to look for. And um, that, that's doing really well as well. It's very popular, isn't it, that book? It is, yeah. So that's fantastic. Thanks again for talking to me. Thank you, Tony. It's been a pleasure. Human Stories is a free podcast with no fees paid to contributors in the hope that they'll inspire or help others. Get in touch if you have a story to tell. If you or your organisation would like a professional podcast series to reach your own audience, or if you'd like training so you can do it yourself, I can help go to TonyLloydRadio.com Human Stories with Tony Lloyd